Hello and welcome to Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Auld. The podcast that is back from a five-month break. Some break it was too. But more importantly, the podcast that digs deep into the careers of players and managers who've been involved in the Highland football scene. On this week's episode, we speak to a man who's won titles on both sides of the Keswick Bridge with Ross County and Cali Thistle, and he's also won silverware with two Highland League clubs as well. Clach as a player and an assistant manager winning titles with Brora Rangers. Well, it's fair to say that Stuart Golubek has had some career, so sit back and enjoy the next hour and 20 minutes in the company of the former Cali Thistle and Ross County captain, Stuart Golubek. I'm delighted to welcome on uh, to Highland Football Weekly now, former Ross County and Cali Thistle, well, a man who's won trophies both sides of the Keswick Bridge, Stuart Golubek. Stuart, how are you doing? I'm fine, Ian. Thank you. As yourself, I hope. All yeah, good, oh, your side. I'm brilliant, mate. I'm brilliant. And I'm uh, excited to talk about uh, a career which has well, had so many highs, as I mentioned there, you know, trophies on both sides of the bridge, plenty league titles and, uh, and cups in there as well. Uh, plenty of good memories for yourself. Uh, looking back on, on your career, um, a career that started actually with, uh, with another side in Inverness, actually, not Cali Thistle, but Clark. Uh, talk to us about your kind of early days in the Highland League. We've spoke to you know so many guys that have uh, been exposed to that you know the the Highland League at a, at a very young age. How was it for you at Clach? Uh, to be honest with you, it was very very grounding. I started off uh, that must have been at Cali, Eminence Cali when they were at Telford Street. So I was quite fortunate in terms of Peter Corbett that went to Clach and he was obviously at Cali, and then and I was about sixteen. I was from the area. Anyway, so it was it was a no-brainer for me uh, when Peter Corbett got in touch with me and was interested in taking me to Clark. Um, I just lived around the corner from uh, Clark at Kilmere Road, uh, latterly Glendale Terrace. So it was kind of kind of straightforward for me. I was quite fortunate that I thought I would get a chance because obviously Cali at the time, uh, you'll probably know yourself in terms of who they had playing for them at the time. There was a lot of good players, so I felt I might have had a better chance going to Clark. Obviously, Cali were uh, very much annoyed at it, but I just felt I'd get a better chance. I, was, I, was, I think I went from there from 16 till probably just turned 19. Um, but there was, I found that a very good grounding for me in terms of, certainly in the Highland League then, it was uh, obviously Cali, MS Thistle were in it, Peterhead, Cove Rangers, obviously, and they were all good sides. So you were, it, was, it was good in terms of toughening it up, albeit you didn't know what was going to come towards you, obviously, laterally in the as your career went on in terms of I went and got a chance to move to Ross County but I had a great time at Clark and it's to be honest with you and it's still uh, well a good friend of mine Robbie Williamson he was from yes. the area too so yep. we uh, it's one of the results I always look out for first in the Iron League because uh, for obvious reasons I was brought up in the area and still still a Clark fan to be honest with you the area around Clark Park and, and, and people associate with Clark there's a real pride in Clark isn't there there's uh, and it's it's a really strong pride. And it's you know being an incomer to the area, you know moving up to Inverness what 15, 16 years ago, and I know mm-hmm. Inverness pretty well, but you do, you don't get that in any other area apart from you know around around Clark Park, you know the the, the Merkinch uh, area. You, you know there's a real pride in Clark, isn't it? 
it's always been like that. I mean, even when I was a young boy, I remember when I was a young boy and obviously from the area again, we used to jump over the wall and mm-hmm. uh, play football on the pitch and that, but it was never ever a pl- uh, problem for the groundsman. He'd, he'd be quite happy if he came through the gate and just uh, played in the pitch. But it's um, my, my granny was a big Clark fan and uh, my grandfather and that, so for obvious reasons, and obviously because the club was just around the corner from me. Um, but there's a lot of local people there um, that have been working there for years, years and years. I mean, Peter Corbett's certainly one. He's, I mean, I'm going back 30 years now probably. He's still still involved with the club. Billy Corbett, etc. other guys like that. Yeah. Um, they're just, it's a lot, it's, 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 well, obviously it's the only Highland League club, obviously never Inverness now. Yeah. But it's a lot, of, a lot of work done by the community in terms of fundraising and keeping the club going, you know, um, because they've been through some difficult times, obviously, over with the fire, with the dress rooms and even going back to previous. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fantastic little club, you know. Um, and I, I remember days gone by, obviously, with the social club being closed now. It's, that's another really unfortunate thing, you know. You go in there after a game on a Saturday, win, lose or draw, and the place would be bouncing, you know. It's 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 sad. It's uh, it's quite disappointing, really, you know, because it's a club. It's you know, with a little bit of investment, and somebody takes a wee gamble in terms of putting in money um, and tried this. There's no reason why they uh, they couldn't attract players because it's in terms of their history and what they've done. And that's that's even going back to you know Robbie, he's one of my best mates. When he won the league there in 2003, 2004, it was. Brilliant, you know, that meant a lot to him. Now, they're talking to Clark, it's a kind of cliche, uh, I suppose, from, from me, because I've spoken to a number of guys that have, you know, been exposed to Highland League. And and, and actually, it's very interesting because Cali Thistle now, you know, send a, well, pretty much most of their uh, what, under 18, under 20s, if you like, are all out on loan at Highland League clubs. There's a lot of them, mm-hmm. you know, you go around the, the leagues and you'll find on loan Cali Thistle players, which is brilliant. In terms of uh, your own experiences as a as a teenager uh, in the Highland League, any kind of stick out memories for yourself? I think you know. I think when obviously, obviously one of the fortunate ones was when we we're going back to is that nineteen ninety five when they won the North Cup, North Cup final at uh, Telford Street. Must have been about seventeen eighteen then. We played. You might not remember that game. Played them in Thistle. Ended up winning four two after extra time. I was fortunate enough to come off. Uh, I was on the bench that day, but I was fortunate enough to get on. And I, I think I actually scored to make it 2-1. And we went on, went in the extra time. And I think if I'm, memory serves me correctly, we ended up winning 4-2. That was another great game. That was, we had, that was another good clock side. Yeah, especially, especially from my, my own point of view, being so young, you know, there was really, some really good players. They even never next Thistle, Davey Mulroy. Uh, Mind him playing. It was, it was a really good game. That was one of the, the, the well, in my short term up clock, I was obviously got moved to Ross County, but certainly from the short term that I was there, that was obviously the highlight winning the North Cup final. Could you see could see the club was trying to go somewhere and do something, you know? You're right, it was 1992. Um, was it 92? Yeah. 92. I mean, it just turned 18. Aye, there you go. 18. You mentioned uh-huh. there, you moved to Ross, Ross County. Um, 1995 and of course you know you mentioned there obviously that you know being at Cali as a, as a, as a youngster and then Cali Thistle come on the scene in 1994 Ross County also get up to the, the senior setup with them as well yeah. 
in terms of that, you know, you signed for Ross County, would have been their second season in the third. That's season. right. Was that something, a, a bit of an ambition for you to go and, you know, go up there and, and, and test yourself against the, you know, the, the sides from the central belt and that kind of senior senior environment? Uh, I think so. I was, um, when I was uh, a wee bit younger, I was, uh, I wouldn't say unsettled, but I always had belief in myself that I could play at a higher level. And there used to be, Latterly, God rest his soul. Now, Callum Grant, um, he was involved at Ross County, but back in when I was at Clark, he was heavily involved with, uh, in terms of he's a director and that, and he had a lot of contacts. And uh, I think he had myself, myself and Mark McCulloch believed that we could play at a higher level. He had set us up for a, a trials at Dunfermline and Lincoln, but it was the, the old scenario. It was a case of you were younger then, Ian, not really much settled, you know. He always wanted to be at home, but I just wish I'd kind of give it a better chance. And when I got trials down south, that was fortunate enough to, like you say, got picked up by Ross County. And in terms of when Bobby Wilson, we played Ross County one Tuesday night in Inverness Cup, I think, at Clark Park. And I played very well in the middle of the park against uh, Ross County, I had a really strong side out. So I think a couple of days later, Ross County made an approach to Clark and they were, were keen to get me on board, which they did, you know. Bobby Wilson was the the manager. Of course, you would go on to, uh, you know, become a, a good teammate of his of his son Barry. Um, Bobby was there for your your first season. What was working under Bobby like? I had a lot of time for Bobby. Um, he was kind of in the mannerism as kind of along the lines of Pelly. He was uh, well, you know yourself from Ross mm-hmm. County were if not one of the best footballing sides in Highland League at the time uh, before they moved up to. Division three, but I obviously joined there in November, and uh, it was a really good side. Obviously, we had I mean, Chrissy Somerville and Johnston Belshaw, and then obviously Robbie and another good friend of mine, Jamie McPherson, mm-hmm. uh, Gordon Conley, Cami Robertson. It was a really, really, really good side, and to a certain degree, I just it was, I felt I actually felt sorry for Bobby when he when Roy McGregor got involved. Uh, obviously wanted to take the club a wee bit further forward, but I think Bobby had given a wee bit of a chance. He was very shrewd in terms of how he got players in, certainly in terms of the budget he had for being in Division 3. But at the time, in the time that I played under him, I, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Just just wanted you to play football. And, uh, it, was, it was so enjoyable playing with really good players, boys that had obviously won Highland League titles, etc. So certainly for me, just being nine, well, 19, 20, it was... Uh, it was a good time to step up, you know, and play with these guys. I mean, you might tell me different, but you know, speaking to Bobby and 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 seeing him around, well, Cali Thistle uh, when he would come in, boy, him and I mean, Jesse would come to Cali Thistle one week in Ross County the next to just watch watch football. And I've spoken to him a few times, and he's a he's a great guy, and you know, he's quite a. It strikes me as a kind of. What's the word I'm looking for? You know, a real kind of well, he's a gentleman, but he's a yeah. kind of nice guy. But he's a he's a man's man, if you like. You know, just a a football guy. You know, just a, just ah, loves, is that, that's a key word. He's just he's just a football guy. Yeah, he's, he's again going back to what I said previously. He's long as same uh, lines as Pelly. Yeah, mm-hmm. he reminds you Pelly and Bobby were kind of along the same lines. Obviously, been brought up in the Highland League, etc. But Bobby was just. Uh, he was such a nice guy, yeah, and his, his, his football knowledge was absolutely exceptional. Um, and, and in the short term that I worked with him, I just found him really. Yeah, I went through to meet him on a Thursday night. I think the first, my first game was actually a derby. Um, right, yeah. I went through. I went through and met Bobby on a Thursday night, 
uh, Peter Corbett took me through. I uh, met him on a Thursday night and then obviously played on a Saturday. And we won 2-0. I believe we won 2-0 that Saturday in November. Yeah, and Jamie McPherson right. scored two, I think. Jamie McPherson scored two? He scored one. He scored one. Scored one. Uh, I should have my, my notes are not quite in front of me yet, but uh, the Staggies archive, uh, I, I, I did check it out earlier this week. They've got a great website. And yeah, well, you're right. It was a derby. Uh, was your was your first game for Ross County? So did you what did you sign on the Thursday and then straight into the the heat of the derby on the on the Saturday? Yeah, I came I came through on the Thursday night um, to sign, and then obviously the game was on the Saturday. So uh, Peter Corbett kind of filled me in the way through. The, I think Bobby had said to him that he wanted to sign me because he wanted to start me on the Saturday against Cali. So um, I just went through on the Thursday then. I was quite friendly with Robbie, so I went through with Robbie on a Saturday along with my, another good friend of mine, Jamie McPherson, and uh, never really looked back. I was more than I was obviously delighted to sign for Ross County, you know. And uh, I mean, you're talking about that. I remember that game. I think it was about five, five and a half thousand at that game. The Victoria Park looks brilliant. Of course, that was you know before they had the you know the stands and the stadium and That's right, uh, now, right enough but it, it, it you know the old uh, the terrace behind the goals which is now the football academy end i mean that's uh, that's right uh, it, it, it's, it's they had the, they had the they had the stand opposite the tunnel when you came out yeah i think right. uh that was a great game that was an unbelievable game really really good game thoroughly but a lot of the boys were local then you know there was a lot of local guys then playing uh, well, on, on both on both sides because Obviously, you want to test yourself against the, the central belt teams, and obviously, you would go and do that as the season goes on. But it must have been strange in one way to then, you know, you, you obviously sign for Ross County and you make your derby against Cali Thistle, you know, and you're coming up against, you know, guys that you'll you'll know to, to chat to around the town and have played with at Highland League level. But in terms of the the derbies, obviously, you, you'd go in to represent and we'll talk about, you know, Cali Thistle later on. You've been involved in a fair amount of derbies over the years. Do you enjoy the derbies? Certainly, again, going back to that one, that one was my first one. That was, I think they were more, how to a certain degree, would you describe them as more fiery then? I don't know if it was because of the local, the local thing, I would, or maybe I'm, maybe not correctly, but it was more, there was a lot of local guys, because most of the guys stayed in Inverness. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, Charlie Christie, I'll take Charlie Christie, Colin Mitchell, well, God rest his soul, Alan Hercher. Um, Mikey Andrew. Uh, there was a lot of local boys and then good about 90% of the Ross County side were local, you know. Yeah. But uh, I they were always competitive, obviously. They're always a wee bit edgy and fiery, but uh, I was quite fortunate enough to win a good few of them, to be honest with you. And played in the obviously both sides, Ross County and Cali, but I was quite fortunate enough to play in good sides where I didn't lose out too many, you know. Well, that's uh, that's the the beauty of it. You've you've kind of seen it from both sides of the, the coin, if you like. I'm just having a quick look online here. Colin Milton scored the the other goal, so Jamie McPherson scored oh, one. That takes. Uh, I know that'll probably annoy you for, uh, for the, the rest of the night. Now, I probably have checked it, <laughs> but I probably <laughs> I. Um, Bobby leaves at that to end of that season. Um, obviously, the man that, that that brings you over to to Ross County, Neil Cooper comes in. We've had. You know, plenty of guys reminisce about Neil Cooper, and um, but that must have been a bit, you know, a bit daunting. You know, having, you know, having a guy like Bobby Wilson, you know, who 
who'll have known you f- or watched you for many a year and he, he brings you up to Ross County and then there's a guy like Neil Cooper. Now, obviously, Neil Cooper, well-respected in the game, but he's someone mm-hmm. who, you know, probably hasn't seen an awful lot of Ross County or Highland football before he arrives up. You know, as a new signing or relatively new signing. That must have been a bit daunting. Uh, I will, obviously, like you say, obviously, I think he was at Dunfermline then. And I actually... I actually had met him previous because I met him uh, when I was down on trial uh, when I was at Clark. He was at Dunfermline then because when I was down on trial, I was a couple of years previous. I think uh, I remember having a conversation with him. He was asking me where I was from, uh, myself and Mark McCulloch. Mm-hmm. And I, I, uh, Nori McCarthy was there as well. Well, obviously, he's not here anymore. The two of them aren't, obviously, which is sad. But I remember having a conversation with Neil and I mentioned that to him. and. Uh, obviously he got a job at Ross County but it was obviously it was obviously going to be a new era for the club in terms of where Roy wanted to go um, taking the club forward which which is fantastic but it was a case obviously in the seven six seven months that I'd worked with Bobby like most of the players we had to kind of prove ourselves uh, because I think there was a lot of it's not so much now because Cali Thistle and Ross County proved themselves but I don't think uh, certainly from a central ball Belt perspective, they never thought a lot of the the guys up in Highlands were certainly good enough to play at, a, at that level, you know. Yeah. And how was Neil Cooper for you? I mean, you've obviously spent you know three more years, uh, sorry, two more years at Ross County under Neil Cooper. How was that uh, spell at I, County with Coops? To be honest with you, I actually got on very well with Neil. Eh? Uh, um, he, he was he was actually good to me and a lot of, a lot of patience. I think I kind of frustrated him sometimes because he um, could probably could have done a lot more. Um, that, sometimes I think I let him down. Um, being young, just trying to trying to learn and find yourself, you know, and probably let him down, to, let him down, sorry, to a certain extent. But I think uh, once he got settled in and uh, when, the time that Neil was there, I, I like to think that I repaid him. Um, before I left, uh, the last one or two seasons that I worked under him were probably probably really good seasons for me. And there was um, there was a few clubs interested in uh, kind of taking me uh, on trial or taking me, you know, to have a look at me. I think I've been about 21, 22 then. Um, and he had spoke to me about a couple of clubs being interested. I'd just had a really good bat of form and playing really well. And kind of, I was really enjoying my football under him. Um, I think Aberdeen was one of the ones in Kilmarnock but um, nothing ever transpired out of it but certainly in the time that I played under him I he, was, he was honestly he was really good to me he was I think he put a lot of pressure on himself in terms of which there's nothing wrong with I think he just you try to do everything too quickly mm. um, which there's, there's nothing wrong with but sometimes you have to try and find a balance um, because we've seen certainly in the time that we were playing under him. Well, certainly, when I was playing under him in the third division. I was trying to. We were going through so many, so many players. It was just seemed to be a revolving door, you know. Yeah. Uh, the amount of players that were coming and going. I, I don't know, but my mind serves me correctly. I'm sure there was one season in the third division. We were. I, I don't know. Somebody. It was really high numbers in terms of how many players we went through. And I remember the boy, big boy John Clark. I don't even remember him. He played for Dundee United. Yeah, that's right. Yep. He came up and he came up and played one game against Montrose and you never ever seen him again. 
just we played one game, played up front. Because there was the and famous Mark Hately. He, he, Mark Hately yeah, came for a, uh, a game or two, didn't he, as well? Just, there was, I mean, the, you obviously, when you're, you're signing for Ross County under Bobby and what, end of 95, you know, by 1999, you're, you're obviously, you've left the club. You must have seen a, a, a big transformation in that, you know, in that oh, yeah. four years. That must have been, must have been incredible. Well, to be honest, I was kind of when we went to, I was I was full time in the third division, but I never ever, I never really, to a certain degree, it was every boy's kind of dream to a certain extent. But I was never really, I never really enjoyed full time. Okay. So I never, I went back to part time, and then we ended up winning the third division, and then they went. Obviously, we got promoted to the second division, uh, winning the third division, and Neil spoke to me about going full time again. Um, which I was quite keen to do. Um, and I could see where the club was going. There was obviously going to be more players coming in because they wanted to go straight from the second to the first. Uh-huh. Um, so there was more players coming in. But I just I got a bit of contact from uh, Steve Patterson, who was quite keen to have a conversation with me. Um, and I was kind of, I think I was 23, or just about to turn 24, and it was coming along the lines of the freedom of contract thing. Yeah. And I'd been at Ross County for, I think, four or five years then. I just felt it was, I was getting near a change, but I needed a change. But um, in the, certainly in the time that I'd been there, in the time that I'd worked under Neil, there, there was things were changing all the time, and you could see where the club wanted to go, which was absolutely fantastic. But I just kind of felt when I was at the stage where, to a certain degree, most footballers will tell you any level, sometimes you just need a new, fresh challenge, you know. Um, and obviously, being from Inverness, and I, I wanted to. Well, as much as I got uh, support, Clark, I've got a lot of time for Cali too. Yeah, I wanted to work under Steve Parton to a certain extent, you know. You, you must have been, I suppose, it'd be a, a kind of fascinating time in the nineties. I mean, it still is to a degree. There's, there's obviously competition on, uh, you know, between the two clubs uh, on and off the park. But you know, when when you're kind of chasing each other through the leagues, obviously Cali at that stage were just one step ahead of Ross County, and you you say there, you know, you're looking for. You know, the, well, Ross County were looking for a step up to first division football. You got that. Um, but you must have, you know, again, the two clubs must have been looking at each other and kind of seeing what each other was doing. And, and was doing. And, and you've been looking at Cali Thistle and seeing, oh, working under Pele, I mean, were, Cali Thistle were doing some good things as well. So there was a, there was a real eagerness to, to join Cali Thistle at that point. I think I, I think that was the, the key thing for me because I think what Pele, well... But I believe he did is he identified all the best players in the Highland League to a certain degree. Uh, Marco De Barros, uh, Brian Thompson, etc. Mikey Teasdale, guys like that. And then obviously Paul Cherry was there. Um, I, I think he identified a lot of the, the so-called better players in the Highland League. And he took a lot of them to Cali Thistle. And I think that's what benefited him uh, enormously. And I, 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 well, I used to, we had the odd Saturday off and Cali Thistle were still playing we used to go and watch them games and some of the stuff Cali were playing even then was, was you know fantastic especially when they moved to the to the stadium down the Longman mm-hmm. um, but my, I had a key kind of ambition to play under Pelly as well um, because before I signed for went to Ross County they were pretty keen to take me as well um, but obviously I felt I had a, not to say a better chance of playing at Ross County but I just, uh, the Ross County team at the, at the time was a very good side and 
I thought I might have a better chance of playing there, you know. Uh, certainly the, 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 the Cali team that Pelly kind of mustered and put together, uh, they were always ahead of Ross County, but I think I'd, I'd first, they seemed to have a, quite a really good budget at the time, but I think, if I remember correctly, the chairman at the time was Daggy McGulvery. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the purse strings were always, you know, pretty loose then. Uh, so there was a lot of good players coming in. I think when they went from the second to the first, I was I signed. I think it was just myself and a boy from Wraith Rovers, Kevin Byers. I think it was him that signed as well. So I think Pelly was quite trustworthy in terms of his squad. He like he always said he liked a squad about twenty and a really tight knit squad. So myself and the boy from Kevin Byers was only two players that joined that season. Once they got up from the second, I think it was themselves and Livingston that were going head to head in terms of uh, who went up as champions. But uh, no, I I. I as I said to you previously, and I really enjoyed my time under Pelly. Um, another really good side, eh? really good side. Well, that, that that first division season, because correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a kind of slow start. And then obviously, well, we all know what happened that season. I mean, you're you've just joined the club, and 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 then you're at you know, well, you're at Celtic Park, beating Celtic on their own their own turf. I mean, that is it's still an amazing achievement for the club. You know the the size oh. of the club at the time. You know, only just what uh, five years old, and and going down to Parkhead and, and knocking them at the Scottish Cup. I've played. I've spoke to probably pretty much well, near, nearly the whole team. Um, but what what's your own memories? Your own kind of personal uh, memories and and recollections of that night? I think. Uh, I think. I think I remember it was called. Uh, it was meant to be on Saturday. It was rescheduled. I think there was a problem with the roofing or cladding, mm-hmm. uh, if I remember correctly. So it was put off to the the Tuesday. Um, I, we were we were quite fortunate in terms of certainly in that dressing room. Because again, going back to Pelly, he worked with a close, close tight knit squad. So it was a case of if anybody was not going to be involved in the squad, it'd be only one or two. Because I think the new operator were about 18, 19 at the time, but. To be honest with you, the, the, the boys in the dressing room, there was a, I think Seattle were going through quite a, a stutter at the time as well. So there was a lot of belief within our dressing room that we could certainly, again, the boys that you've spoken to before would have told you, keep it tight for as long as you can. It doesn't matter who you're playing, but if you could keep it tight for as long as possible, then you've always got a chance. And we seem to, I seem to, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes, and obviously as the game, the game grew, we kind of came into it and obviously... Well, history will tell you that uh, certainly from the second half as well, we played absolutely fantastic. And I think to man that night from uh, Jim Calder right through to the subs, I think everybody was absolutely fantastic uh, in terms of in terms of what we did. And again, as you know, most people will tell you, I think that was one of the nights that obviously put Inverness in the map because, I mean, you're going, you're talking, I don't know how many years ago now, 99, 20-odd years ago, mm-hmm. we're still talking about that game now. In years gone by, but again, that was a. It was, you're playing, you know, we played four four two, and we were playing like everybody trusted each other. Yeah, that was the most important thing. Everyone trusted each other to do a job, and I mean, you look at that. A lot of the boys that were in that team, certainly the back back four, back five, most of that team played in the Highland League. Yeah, you know, most of the team played in the Highland League, apart from maybe Paul Sheeran. Paul Sheeran, Dennis Wynas, the Den- Dennis. Uh, probably, probably Paul Sheeran, Dennis Wynas, and, and Bobby, and that was probably your Bobby, 
But I mean, the rest of them would have played in the Nile League at some point in their career. Yeah. yeah. So to to the extent of what we achieved that night as a team, and certainly for for the club, it was uh, it was absolutely exceptional. I mean, really, we got a lot of plaudits that night, and rightly so. Um, Celtic, obviously, like I said earlier, we've been through a wee bit of kind of different stage in terms of management, etc. But I think that's a night that's certain to. Uh, that put uh, Inverness in the map. It was a fantastic, fantastic achievement. Uh, others have, well, some some players have, have told me about, you know, we, uh, you know, we, um, not altercations, but you know, when you're on a park, you, you know, you'll 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 come up against the opposition. And I think was it was Barry told me that uh, he remembered Ian Ian Wright being a wee bit wee bit nippy and a wee bit, you know. Uh, we all were obviously annoyed, you know. He's he's, he's going to be, um, and, and someone else told me that Paul Lambert after the game he didn't play a night. Basically said to him in no uncertain terms, this place is going to go bananas. At, at, you know, at the end of the game, uh, with the the, the the things outside. Can you remember any kind of any, anything from the park? You know, <laughs> I think if I remember correctly, the, the boy Ian Wright wasn't. He had come alone. I don't think he was there for that. Been there that long, no. But I actually remember, obviously, towards the end of the game, I always remember. I remember having a conversation with him. And he turned around. He said, uh, "What league are you actually in?" That's what he turned around and says to me. He asked, "What league we were in?" I said, "Well, we're in the first division." He says, oh, "I never even knew that." <laughs> so it's. Uh, I wouldn't say disrespectful because obviously. Well, to a certain degree, you would like to think that people do their homework first. But yeah. if, he's, uh, if he's not too sure of what league we're playing, and then he's not really painting a pretty picture for himself as a professional, is it? No, I mean that that, that doesn't. It, it, well, it surprises me in one in one way because you know he's um, well, he's obviously well, he might be changed now, right enough. He's a he's a pundit now, and he's got to know that's right. You know, the ins and outs, but then um, as a player, you know. But at the same time, that well. Maybe he says a wee bit of I mean, it's shown a level of arrogance, isn't he? That he can just you know they can rock up and and do whatever. I mean, I'm probably there's members of that team that would probably know all about Cali Thistle, but there's I, mean, I don't imagine Mark Viduka knowing too much about about the you guys before you played each other and stuff like that. But no, well, it's it's uh, again, Ian, it's a classic story of the underdog, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter who you're playing against. It's certainly, you know, it's like uh, to a certain degree. I wouldn't say disrespectful, but it's like Carly Fist or Ross County going to play a Highland League team now, mm-hmm. you know, and just expecting to turn up and win. In, in that kind of aspect, I think that's obviously what Celtic thought that night. It was just a case of, oh, here's a, little, a kind of a team that's one league below ourselves. It's just a case of, you know, we're professional and go about our business, then we'll win the game. But obviously, we had uh, different ideas that night. And as I, as I say, confidence is everything in football, you know. I think, well, obviously, I think the first goal, if I remember correctly, I think Barry touched it in his uh, conversation. I played, I think I played it to Paul Sheedy, made a free kick. I played it to Paul and he obviously took a touch and whipped in a, a well, perfect left foot across. Um, I think Barry obviously got the header to make it 1-0. I think that just gave us a confidence. Obviously, they replied pretty, pretty quickly, but we're quite, it was, I think that was... We were kind of settled. We were kind of settled, eh? and then we obviously got the second, and obviously got the third. I like to think people give us more credit than we actually, you know, never got. The papers and all that made the headlines, but I think to a certain degree, the Celtic players got a wee bit, a bit more respectful. They were more quicker than quick than getting off the pitch and actually shaking hands. 
Is that right? What they were they were uh, they weren't too kind of what uh, sporting at the end. I think there was, there was the odd two or three, but I think if you ask any of the boys that played that night, I think there were there was a lot of them are more keen, and obviously because of the fans would have been a lot of unrest outside the ground, etc., yeah. and obviously inside it because it was about thirty eight thousand there, I think that night, yeah. or around at thirty four, thirty eight thousand, and uh, I think they were more keen in getting off the pitch than obviously what was uh, to lie ahead. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it's a sport, and it's a uh, it doesn't matter what kind of sport you're doing. You need to shake hands with the opposition after the game. It's interesting you mentioned there about, I mean, everyone I've spoke to, and in fact, everyone I've spoken to that was, you know, played that night and, and Pelly himself, they, they all kind of, you know, you mentioned about his, his instructions, you know, keep it tight, uh, you know, player stuff. And and it just, it, it's interesting because everyone that I've spoke to has pretty much mentioned that, that phrase or, you know, the team talk was obviously memorable um, from that night, but Pelly himself, because that, you know, what well, that's the start of the millennium. Cali Thistle get that result, and then they, they go on for the next couple of years, and well, as we know, things, you know, rapidly uh, progress from there. But Pelly, you know, no surprise to you uh, that Aberdeen come calling for him. Talk to us about, you know, the years you worked under Pelly, because I'm assuming, you know, like, Many others that have played under him have, have not got a bad word to say about him. No, like again, even the short term working under Bobby, as I said to you earlier, Bobby just Bobby and Pelly were alike. Yeah, just just footballing men. Um, Pelly just uh, I had so much time for that man. It was incredible. Eh? As probably most of the guys certainly I played under or played under him, I'll tell you, just an exceptional exceptional man and manager. Eh? Just uh, just had an eye for a player. And nothing was complicated with Pelly, yeah. It was just, uh, it was no massive team talks or 10, 15 minutes speaking about opposition or et cetera, et cetera, set pieces. He just, he kind of simplified it and what was expected of you. I think that's why he was so successful because the boys kind of bought into how how he wanted to play and how he wanted to do things. Even training wasn't complicated. It was just, it was, it was straightforward. So you kind of, everybody kind of, all the players took to him and you know he's putting his trust in you to go out and do a job so I think he never came to you with di- no dialogue that was kind of confusing you I need you to do this and I need you to do that he just kind of the boys will tell you just just say go out and do, play your stuff you play a normal game you win the game if you, if you make it hard for yourselves you obviously lose it there's nothing nothing complicated Pelly would sometimes roguing out for half two a warm up Team talks nowadays probably start about quarter to two. Yeah. Pelly sometimes would do his team talks about ten past quarter past two, and then you were going out about twenty five to three for a warm up. It was just took five minutes. He never complicated. He never went into great detail about speaking about opposition because he trusted all his players, and I think that's why he did so well. Uh, most of the clubs he was at, certainly uh, before he moved to Aberdeen, because everybody wanted to play for him. Certainly the guys I played with who played under him, you won't see, uh, or hear many people speak badly of him at all. Fantastic guy, really fantastic guy and I loved my football playing under Pelly. No, well, I've, I've, I've spoken to a number of people that have, that have played under him and you're right, I mean, nobody's got a bad word to say but I'm, and just when you were speaking there, it, it was, I was thinking about, you know, um, playing under, under Pelly and I mean this in a, a good way, I suppose, that, you know, the, the bond they had with the players was so good. It was almost like 
it's obviously different because he's still your manager, but it's like playing for your mate. If you, you, you know what I mean, it's like that. The, the bond between you was was obviously between manager and player was was so strong that there was. Well, Barry said it, and, and you know, and I, I quoted him uh, to to Pelly, which he laughed. You know, run through a brick wall. He just had that 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 real kind of togetherness with the with the squad. He treated you. I think the key thing for him as well. I don't know. It's like, he treated you like a human being. Eh? I think that was the key thing. He never treated you like uh, like I said earlier on. He never complicated you. Went for that. He just he was one of the boys. I mean. I remember myself, I think it was after the Celtic game, myself, Bobby and Pelly all being out in Inverness. I think it was the three of us were in the Murray Bar. Pelly was just like one of the boys. If I remember, that was after the Celtic game. That was a great night. Then we went, I think Bobby came up the road on the Wednesday and I travelled up on the Wednesday as well. We went out on the Wednesday afternoon, had a few beers in the Murray Bar and Pelly was there as well. But he was just, Pelly was just like one of the boys. So again, like Barry would have been telling you, it's just... You, like I say, you use the word kind of or the phrase kind of run through a brick wall. I think to a certain degree that's probably true. You just had so much respect for him in terms of how he treated you. So you wanted to play for him because he treated you, you know, the way people should be treated. A lot of managers now are kind of shout and ball and give people false information. And sometimes a lot of managers will lose the dressing room, but certainly from Pelly's time at MS, everything he touched turned to gold. Yeah, he did he did have that that golden touch. Oh, he, he went to Aberdeen. Uh, John Robertson come in, and uh, I know mm-hmm. that obviously you're, you, you know, you're back working at, at Cali Thistle in, in some capacity. Of course, John Robertson is the, the kind of sporting director there now. Um, John Robertson come in, and again, it's a, it's another incredibly successful time for the club. Um, you know that promotion season again. You know, just what, what an incredible season. Obviously, the, the the end to the season was was brilliant. Um, talk to us about your well. First of all, working under uh, John Robertson when he first arrived, and then you know going on to win uh, the first division title in, in some style as well. I think so. I think when obviously when Robbo came in, I think we were they right, were we second top when Pelly left. Might been second. Were we second top or second or third? We were in a we were in a good position. Any of I remember correctly, or am I wrong there? Barry had Barry had obviously worked with. Robo at Livingston, so I had a fair idea of what he was all about. So we had kind of a rough idea in terms of what was coming in anyway. But um, it was obviously his first job. He obviously had a coaching role at Livingston, but then he obviously got the job at Inverness. And I think you speak to the majority of people, certainly from the players' point of view. I think uh, Pelly, as much as it was good under Pelly, I don't think to a certain degree that the boys ever believed that they could win the league. I'm not saying that in a bad way because mm-hmm. as, as much as we love Pelly, I just felt or most of the boys would have probably felt the same way that when Robo came in I can't think he kind of like I said earlier he tinkered with a few things and he made us more kind of structured although we played some lovely stuff under him, him as well I think he he kind of it was, it was a great appointment by the club in terms of him coming in and uh, it just it was an absolute masterstroke because like you say we had a great finish to the end of the season then that season, and I think that kind of set us up for what was kind of to kind of lie ahead. Um, he took in a few players, and to be honest with you, we never looked back. That was that was a really really good side, and I think obviously with Donald Park coming in alongside him, yeah, it was just a uh, good cop bad cop, you know. Um, that, that was a really really successful spell for us um, with them two guys. We learned a lot working with them too. You guys obviously got promoted in two thousand and four. Now, from That's your right. own. 
I mean, you, you, it's funny you mentioned earlier on about, you know, guys down south, you know, go, sorry, going down south and getting trials and stuff like that. Um, and kind of players from the central, but almost kind of looking down uh, their, their noses at, at players from the highlands. And it's, it's interesting because if you took a, a player in the lowland, lowland league or the, the junior setup, mm-hmm. and, and within nine years, they went from, you know, the lowland league all the way to the Premier League, mm-hmm. the press would have a field day. There'd be, a, you know, a, a, an amazing story and, you know, this this whole kind of, they would, you know, there'd be a big story about them and, and a big write-up. Now, you did that as well, you know, as, as did a few others. You know, you went from the Highland League, what, 95, and then 2004, you know, you're leading Cali Thistle out into the into the, the Premier League. I mean, that that's something right. that you must be proud of as well. I think so. Again, talking, just going back to what you were talking about, I think I think it's slightly changed now. I think both clubs get a lot more respect in terms of uh, what they both achieved in such a short time. But certainly, you know, from my own kind of thought processes, you know, 1995, I was playing in the Highland League before I went to Ross County in eight or nine years how would you describe it? Hard work and fortunate enough to play with really good players and good teammates and along the lines is along the lines of uh, obviously good managers is uh, it's, it's absolutely exceptional. You just, sometimes you have to have a wee think about you know what you actually achieved in, in uh, football because to be honest with you, nine's beyond anyone you know yeah. with hard work. And I think again going back to both sides, certainly Ross County and Cali Thistle. A lot of it's what they've achieved is through, you know, belief and hard work that they, you know, deserve to be in the SPL or, well, hopefully Cali Thistle got there. So they're both in the league this year. But the club, uh, for what they've achieved in a short space of time, and uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. And I was, you know, fortunate enough when, obviously, I think Bobby, Bobby never stayed on. He went to. He went to Dundee, obviously, when we got promoted. And then I was fortunate enough that uh, John Robertson told me that I was going to be the club captain. So I was very fortunate enough, you know, but it's, it's to, to lead the, the club out in the first game in the SPL. It was, yeah. uh, as well as myself, you know, it was good for my family to see that, you know, from being a young boy and wanting to play football that, you know, if you work hard and have belief in what you in what you want to do, then you can achieve that dreams. Never ever thought. I, I always felt I had the ability to play at a higher level. Mm-hmm. But, um, again, I was quite settled up north, you know. Um, I had a, I think it was about twenty eight at Cali Thistle. I had a couple of opportunities to go down south, uh, Park Thistle. Well, Terry Butcher was actually the manager at Motherwell at the time. All right, okay. And he, he he was quite interested in taking me. I was out of contract, mm-hmm. um, so, so so I had an opportunity. But I was quite settled in the area. Um, enjoyed played for Inverness. Was the captain of the club. There was still a lot more things to achieve, and uh, I was proved right. You know, we, we kind of marched on, and obviously, Robbo and Pelly were a lot to play in that. You know. Yeah, you mentioned so you're the the club's first captain. Um, of right. the, the Premier League area, and you also scored the first Premier League goal for Cali Thistle as well, a two-nil home right, win uh, at Pataudry. I know it, it's uh, it, I know that uh, it was Pataudry, but still, it's the club's first goal in, in yeah. the Premier League. Wanjo uh, scoring the second, and a, a that's right. Over at um, that first season, though, I mean that 
Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and obviously you guys, you know, were, you know, more than held your own. I mean, it was a slow start to begin with, but he's, he's, once you've got your, you know, once you got going uh, and you held your own and you you, you caused a few um, upsets along the way and proved people wrong. I think, you know, Ross totally mentioned Graham Spears talking about, you know, he was talking Cali Thistle down, as he tends to That's do. Right. But, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. he, he'd written you off. There was also a change of manager that season That's as well. Right. Craig Brewster come in. Uh, talk to us about that kind of first season because it had everything, didn't it? I think so, yeah. Um, obviously, we were travelling every week. Every game was away from home uh, up until, I believe, the end of January uh, till the ground kind of got up to scratch. We got the stands in. But certainly, I don't think there's very... There's, there's not many... I don't think there's many clubs that could actually have done that because we were going... Whether it be up the A9 or up and down the A96... Obviously, with the games being at Petodri, that was classed as a home game. Um, or whether it be down the A9. We were travelling right up until the end of January for every game, so it was it was difficult. But obviously, we're, before Rob left, did he leave in November? Was it November he left? Yeah. I think, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, Robbo, the, the budget was obviously going to be quite small, but Robbo was, he was really, obviously, good at uh, kind of finding a bargain. So we ended up with some really players that he'd taken to the club were just just perfect for the kind of Cali Thistle mould, you know? Mm-hmm. Players that had been at other clubs and kind of rejected, like Sir Ian Blacks and obviously Darren Dodds, and um, they obviously moved on to better things to a certain extent. Um, but the, the under Robo was absolutely fantastic. And then, obviously, when Craig came in, uh, he, he kind of didn't tinker with things too much, but it was kind of, a lot of things were different to what we were compared to a lot of things were kind of fitness orientated, etc., um, which was obviously the way the game was going. But it was, it was it, I think we had an absolutely fantastic, I think we finished eighth, I remember. Yeah, I mean, there was no, I think you were unlucky not to even finish higher as well. Um, uh, we, were, we were trying to fight for top six, I think. Yeah. I think we were, did we play Dundee United the last game of the season? That Yeah, they, they needed to win. I think they beat us 1-0, I think. Barry Robson scored a penalty, remember. Yeah. Pretty sure Barry scored a penalty, so I think we there was a possibility if we had won that game, we might sneak into the top six. But obviously, they needed to win it to stay up, so that was a that was an absolutely fantastic game. That was another full house for the last game of the season. But we had, I mean, to the start we had. I mean, we obviously who did we play first game of the season? I think maybe we were away at Livingston. Livingston away, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a bit of hard. We, that was a bit of grounding. Then we were a couple of mishaps, and we were getting a wee bit of grief from the press, but. Again, you look at the squad, the boys just knuckled down, worked hard, just carried on. And again, the word belief, they felt they were, you know, they could cope in this company. And again, you look back to certainly when Cali, you look at the teams that were in there, the Celtic Rangers, that was really, really top sides. Hearts were decent as well. Um, there was Hibs were decent with the Scott Browns and your Rardins, your Gary O'Connors, Stephen Whitaker. It was all good sides. I'm not. I'm not saying to a certain extent that it's it's not a stronger league, but certainly, certainly from our boys' point of view, when we were in that first season, we always we knew that when we came off after 90 minutes, you'd been in a game because it was there was a lot of good, a uh, lot of good teams. Every every game was hardy, and you know. Well, I think I think I, I, think, talk, it, I think I talked to, about this with Liam Keogh because we were there was I, th- I think he was talking about a game at Easter Road that he's won. I think it might have been the season after, right enough. But when you look at that, I mean, Hearts that season were were really strongly finished second. Rangers finished third. Celtic had, you know, Gordon Strachan and all these guys first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hibs had all the 
the kids, the Riordans, the Brown Thompson, Whitaker, right. Fletcher, you know, these guys, they were strong too. Kilmarnock mm-hmm. were always consistent, kind of top top six. Decent, always decent. You know, Aberdeen um, were good. It was a Aberdeen were good, Dundee United. There was, it was a strong, it was a strong league. Um Good and mind. you guys, I think that's probably the not not um to, to talk it down or, or you know under underplay the achievement, but you guys were always always held your own. I mean, in fact, that second season again, you've got you never got top six, but you 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 pushed uh, as as close as, as possible. Um, and yeah, we weren't too far there. away then. Yeah, we, we weren't too far away. Um, it was just, I uh, just, we just fell short a wee bit at the end, but uh, another great achievement, you know, to be talking about top six. Yeah. You're, you're just looking at, you know, certainly even nowadays, you're looking to just stay in the league. But I mean, it's, it's, it was uh, certainly going back to that uh, kind of era. It was uh, just, like you said earlier on, Dundee and I had Billy Dodge, Jim McIntyre, and uh, uh, Barry was there by then. Yeah. You know, they had Lee Miller. It's, it's uh, I'm not saying the quality of players different now, but certainly back then, uh, that first season the SPL was you you were going home and sleeping well at night. <laughs> who, who, um, who, who did you? Uh, who was the kind of uh, the opponents that you you, you never like come up up against in terms of the? I mean, not in te- not in terms of teams. Well, teams are and players, I suppose, in that uh, kind of first couple of seasons in top flight. I always found the boy boy. Kilmarnock quite uh, wouldn't say tricky because he was quick but he was very direct eh? the boy Danny Invincible Danny Invincible yeah he's got a couple of goals against Cali as well uh, I, I always found him he's very he was an absolute handful because he was it's, he wasn't there was no tricks it was just uh, just running at you he was he was. I always found my near, to be fair he went from going for 90 minutes he would go for 90 minutes I found him quite a handful mm-hmm. I, and I played against the boy I got a few times and I actually quite like playing against him because he always seemed to stop the ball. But the boy Invincible was kind of, he was always kind of, like I said, going back to earlier, he was very, very direct. Eh? So I always find him a handful, especially down at Killy with the size of the pitch. Yeah, that's a big, it's a big old pitch down at, uh, oh, at, definitely. at, at Rugby Park. Um, and, and that, so Craig Brewster leaves, Charlie Christie comes in. Now, 2006, that was 2006. You'd obviously played two years in the top flight. Uh, for the club, um, you only made two appearances at the start of that that season, and that's that's your last season at, yeah. at Cali Thistle. Right. For for your first spell, anyway, because we'll we'll come on to your second spell in a, in a few moments' time. But mm-hmm. uh, you had a, a loan spell at um, at Livy uh, under oh, Robo. Great team, uh, great team. Yeah. Oh, kid you not, Ian. Honestly, see if you could. I went there. I was uh, just going back to earlier. Um, I was kind of. I started the first game of the season, and not through any fault of Charlie's. I started the first game of the season against St Mirren. It was, and uh, I never had a good game that day. And obviously, I never took it well. So used to playing, I think I never showed a lot of patience. And uh, obviously, Charlie, um, quite rightly, wasn't playing me at the time. He says because obviously Richard was doing well, so that's part and parcel of football. So I just I was so used to playing that. Yeah. Um, they, they seemed to go on a run. So, Robbo was in contact with me because I was, uh, was uh, as I do now, I was speaking to him, you know. So, at the time, uh, he says, Oh, I'll take it to Livingston. And the, the Livingston team at the time was, 
that team just totally underachieved. It was incredible. You had the boy, I think he was a Rangers now, he was a goalkeeper, the boy Colin Stewart. You ever come across him? The right back was uh, the boy Dave Mackay. Yep. You know him? Yeah, yeah. Dave Mackay. And you had the boy James I did, and then James McPake at centre half with Stephen Tweed, um, and then myself at left back. Then you had the boy um, Robert Snod, <laughs> Robert Snodgrass, wide right. Uh, Lee Makel in the middle with a boy Scott Mitchell who was on loan from Ipswich Town. Mm-hmm. Don't know what happened to him. He, he should have went on to better things. He was, he was only a young boy. Uh, Joe Hamill, wide left. Yeah. Then you had the boy. Uh, he would only been about 18 then, if I remember. Lee Griffiths. Mm-hmm. He was up front with a boy from Sunderland who was unknown from Sunderland, a boy Neil Tager. What a side. Aye. And was Honestly, Graham, just... uh, Graham Dorans in around it as well? Graham Dorans, Graham, Graham Dorans was on the bench. Right, he was okay. on the bench. Um, another couple of boys. That, that uh, underachieved massively. Yeah. So, uh, then obviously, Robo lost his job there, but we, we, the time I was there, should have done a lot better. Just seen them go and win two, then lose three. Just couldn't get any consistency. I think there was just too many good players on one team that just weren't gelling on a consistent basis. You know, a fantastic side. Some real boy Lee Mako was class. Yeah, he was uh, well. He, he was ex ex Harps. Uh, ex Harps, eh? And then I think he was at was it Sunderland or Newcastle? I think it's it Sunderland. Aye, great player. Yeah. Yeah. Bar- Barry would have told Barry played with him at Livingston, I think, as well. That's right. He yeah. played with he was at, he was at Hearts, he was a good player at Hearts. The boy Snodgrass was I never thought he would have gone achieve what he achieved because there was that much hilarity in his head. Really? What because uh, well, well you you've got three. I mean, well, probably probably Graham Dorans doesn't strike me as that kind of guy, but but um but certainly between Griffiths and Snodgrass, I mean you must have had your work cut out there as a uh, you know an older guy in the changing room. Certainly uh but to be fair, the young boy Lee Griffiths was. Uh, I think he was on trial at a few clubs then. Okay. Um, I think he just came. He was down at Liverpool on trial, and then he was down at Leeds um, on trial. But you, you could tell he was. You could tell he had something. You could obviously he, he's done well out of the game, but I think he. There was a lot of. He's probably different now because he's more matured. But certainly when he was younger, he he, he looked like he didn't care a lot. You know. Mm-hmm. His, his finishing, his pace was. You, you just thought to yourself, you, you know, you remember speaking back to him and uh, myself and Lee Mako out for a coffee when I was staying down in Livingston. We went out for a coffee and we seen him in the. He was going into the bookies. He was only about 17, 18, but he was away at the bookies. So we, we, Lee, Lee Mako went in and got him out, you know. It's, it's, I think he's more mature now, but certainly. He, he, Unbelievable finisher for the, when he was 17, 18. He was still, he's not even, he was about the same size then as what he is now. Uh, he probably like, smelled and I, uh, uh, just slightly smaller. Well. Probably got the same uh, hairline as well. Uh, uh, unbelievable. A great kid. Great kid. Now, the Livingston, well, that loan spell at Livingston, um, and, and then you're back up the road, um, you're back to Ross County. Um, and That's right. Back at a second spell at Ross County. Dick Campbell. Uh, took over in the summer. Uh, Dick Campbell's first signing, I think. Am I right? Is the Ross County boss? Um, That's right. Aye. aye. What, uh, I mean, he, well, again, it's a. I mean, that was a, a strange spell, but obviously, everyone knows how it works out. Worked out for Dick there because it, he only had aye. what you know the couple of months. But um, in the couple of months there, again, another. I mean, you've worked under already what you know, Robbo and Pelly and Cooper. 
Wilson, Dick Campbell must be up there with another one of uh, you know a bit of a character to play. I, 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 I was actually, I was on holiday actually. I think I was on holiday when he phoned me up. Uh, got a conversation, but I had a kind of uh, already I'd agreed went to sign anyway. Then he phoned me up and says he was going to make me captain. Um, I said, ah, no problem. He's, um, we got a conversation. He says, I'll come in. So I went to see him and I returned from holiday and got a conversation with him. But he was just, he, he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. He's, he, he's old school. I found Dick kind of old school, but he, he kind of, he was actually, when I went down to Dunfermline when I was younger, he was actually the assistant manager at Burt Payton. He, he was the assistant manager. So he was, uh, he gave me a wee bit of grief about that. Um, uh, St. Christ, you should have stuck in, in that five accent, you should have stuck in, son. You were, you were, uh, we were keen to sign you for Dunfermline. I says, ah, oh, just a young boy at the time, Dick, just a wee bit homesick. But Dick was brilliant, eh? Aye. He got, again, I, just, I don't think he kind of bought into, how would you describe it? Who was in charge at the time? George Adams. I think Dick was Dick was old school, eh? I mean, Dick was like, uh, like if we were doing pre-season, Dick would be like, I remember one when we were doing pre-season out in Jubilee Park, Stuart Peepy was there, he was an our good lad. I think he was assistant manager at the time. And uh, Dick was, it was a nice hot day and Dick's got the chair out just sitting, having a cigar, watching the pre-season. I don't think I was buying into the Ross County thing at all. Like he's uh, getting a wee bit of sun, he's got the sun cream on and sitting in a chair with just no top on, having a cigar, watching pre-season. So I don't <laughs> think that, but that was just Dick. That's the way Dick did things, obviously. That's how he he relaxed. And But he, I think he always, he was quite uh, kind of open-minded about the Ross County thing. Uh-huh. I remember myself and I think... Myself and Stuart Petey having a conversation with him one night, and he he, he, he was kind of like just going with the flow, mm-hmm. you know. He, he just there to get them out of the second division and get up to the first. But it was just a, and I remember I actually remember having a conversation with Dick because I think it was a we were having a team photo, and I remember going in to see him. And I says, "Oh, what's the crack gaffer? Are we going to get this team photo, etc." He says, "Oh, hold on, uh, golly," he says. Uh, I've just been called over at the boardroom. I says, all right. I says, you've got a meeting. He says, oh, I'm not sure what the crack is, but that was the last time I've seen him. Eh? I says, oh, we'll just wait till you get back. He says, I'll just wait till I get back till we get the team full. He never came back. That was <laughs> it's, it's crazy, yeah? See, he never came back. You, you hit the nail on the head there because Dick's job, I mean, obviously Ross County went down. They got relegated that season. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, it was funny the, the way that I remember I was at that Ross County. Uh, I was at a game, second last game of the season. Livingston beat them one 0 I think Lee Griffiths scored actually in that game. To, uh-huh. That was effectively that was it done. Ross County were no, they had they had a game to save themselves, but they were down. They went into the second division, and you mentioned there Dick Campbell. His job was to get Ross County. That's right. Into the first division, and you were top. Uh-huh. I mean, you were. That's right. I think I think uh, it was the only defeat at. Uh, a League Cup game at Dundee or a Challenge Cup tie at Dundee. I mean, these were unbeaten. And Dundee United. Y- yeah, that's right. Sorry, I Dundee United. I, and it was, it was such a strange... Um, yeah, I mean, you're top by the end of September and you had... I mean, you'd be, I think you'd be, uh, you, you wouldn't be right to, you know, bet against Ross County winning the second division. So it was, you know, it was all going to plan. It's absolutely perfect. He was taken in, obviously, to get out of the league by hook or crook and whether it be pretty or not pretty um, they, I, I think uh, I kind of mind mind having a conversation with Stuart Petey 
and uh, after training, he says, oh, what's your club with a gaffer or not? He says, oh, I think he's been told they've not been playing with enough panache. <laughs> along that, that lines, but again, I wasn't surprised because I've seen enough in football to not be surprised. Yeah. But, um, and then, well, I ended up seeing him that night. When I think we went up and met him in Heathmount for, a, had a couple of drinks before um, he obviously just said his goodbyes and that. But he wasn't, he was typical dick, eh? He wasn't upset about that, just a wee bit. He, 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 again, a very experienced manager, so he's probably been there and seen it, you know? Yeah. It was, uh, it, it, I don't think he lost or lost any sleep over it. Yeah. He just moved on. He's doing a fantastic job at Arbroath. Yeah, he's still doing his thing. I mean, well, we're recording this tonight. They're due up in Inverness in a couple of days' time, and uh, mm-hmm. he's our both side. I mean, he does. He, he's worked wonders with him. Um, Absolutely. Now, Derek Adams comes in. Now, Derek Adams is a is a teammate of yours, I suppose. In that first, that's right. Uh, in terms of, I mean, you mentioned Stuart Petrie there yourself, Stuart, and I'm assuming Derek Adams is the kind of more uh, experienced heads uh, in the team. Yeah. To begin with, Derek takes over, and you know, again. You know, it's not broken. There's no point fixing it. But Derek takes charge, and, and you guys, you know, stroll your way to that second division championship and, and back up into the the, the first division. In terms right. of uh, working with Derek, how was that? Well, I played with I played with Derek earlier on in my career. Of course, I think. Of course yeah. I I, uh, I think Neil signed him from Burnley. Yeah, I think he came from Burnley, so I knew I I knew going well with Derek. Uh, I got on with him well, we even played. Yeah. Um, but I suppose, like anything else, people change. He was, um, he done a fantastic job for Ross County. And obviously, I think we ended up winning the second division uh, quite comfortably in the end. He came in, he, he, again, I got on with him pretty well. He, would, he was always asking me how to dress him and that. So he was very communicative, you know, yeah. um, and asking how things were. And he, did a fantastic job and is, is still obviously doing a fantastic job down south. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it was just a case of, how would you describe it? It was a case of when, when not if, um, Derek got the Ross County job. I think he was kind of getting groomed for it from his father, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, Derek is in charge um, the season after you guys get back up to the first division. That's now, right. It's, uh, it's interesting because you, you're at Ross County um, and then the start of the 2009 season is a strange one because both sides are both I say both sides both Highland clubs are in the are in the, the, the first division as it was back in the That's day. That's right. Now it's, I've, I've spoken to uh, Derek Adams before uh, for the podcast, and and he openly admitted that one of the biggest mistakes uh, he's made in football was letting you go to Cali Thistle that season. So you leave Ross County start of the, the 2009 season. And re-signed for Cali Thistle, so you're back in Inverness. What was the um, so? What's the thinking behind that move, and how did that come about? Well, what had happened was um, at the start of that season, I was uh, not in the best of form, etc. And what was I then? Thirty-four. I'd have been about thirty-four or something. So I think they the taking the boy in from. I think he came from Aberdeen or Dunfermline or something. Ian Scott Morris. Uh, Scott Scott right. Morrison. Yep. Scott Morrison. Yeah. He had come and I was kind of, I was thinking about things after football. I was at 34, 35 then. And Derek was really keen for me to stay. But um, I had a conversation with him in the morning. 
I don't think the boy Andy Barman was really fancied by Terry Butcher at Cali Thistle. So Derek, Derek phoned me. No, Derek phoned me in the afternoon. He says, oh, Cali Thistle are interested in uh, taking you back to Inverness. Um, and I swapped with Andy Barman. He says, I'm not wanting you to leave. Uh, he says, I want you to stay. He says, but uh, what's your thoughts on it? And I says, listen, Derek, I says, I've had a good couple of seasons at Ross County. Everything's gone well. Everybody's got what they needed to get back up to the first division. I says, um, Carly Thistle, look, like it might be a good chance for me just for this stage of my career. I'm only looking to play another season two if possible. So it might be, it might be beneficial for me to get a conversation with him. And he was, to be fair to him, he was actually trying to change my mind. Okay. But I, I kind of thought to myself, well, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, one more tilt to try and get Cali Thistle up or trying to play a part in getting them up. Because um, I just felt my, my game time at Ross County was kind of kind of changed. I just felt that Cali Thistle, I think it was a boy, Lionel, Lionel was playing. Lionel Daddy. Yes. Uh, I just felt I'd had a conversation with, who was it that phoned me? It, it was actually Morris Malpos that phoned me because um, Terry Butcher was away in uh, international duty with Scotland at the time with George Burley. So the boy, boy Morris Malpas phoned me about an hour after speaking to Derek and says, oh, listen, we're really keen to get you involved. We're wanting to play you on Saturday against Park Thistle. I thought to myself, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to speak I says to Morris. I says, I'll get a conversation with Derek and try and make it happen. Uh, Morris, because I think it'd be good for me at this stage in my career just to play as much as I can, can between now and obviously calling it a day. So I'd phoned up Derek, said, spoke to Derek, said, Derek, listen, I says, I've, I've helped Crofts count me out, get out of the second division, played my part. I says, it's an opportunity. I says, Scott Morrison's going to play every week because he's obviously at an age where he's going to play and I'm obviously going to be maybe just filling in now and again. But he, to be fair, he tried to change my mind again. He says, oh, just be patient, except that, just be patient. But I was just... I just felt I was at the stage of my career and again being 34 that I needed to play every week before I kind of called time, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was fortunate enough when I went to, I don't know what it was, but when I went, to, I wouldn't say Ross County, it was when I wasn't kind of going stale a wee bit. I just, when I got the call from kind of Carly Thistle, I got a wee spring in my step again. Yeah. And thought to myself, I'm going to give it a crack here. And then I went, never looked back, eh? Yeah. It's, no, it's it just went there. I was fortunate enough to go and win another league. Yeah, I mean that's that's the, 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 the as I said at the very start. I mean you you've won league titles uh, on on both sides at every kind of level, if you like. And it's and I mean that season we, we talked about it just you know, before we started recording. I mean that season, I I think I pretty much I was definitely if it wasn't at Cali most weeks, I was at Ross County, but. Followed that season very closely, and I remember it vividly. I mean, it was a again a wee bit of a sticky start, and it tends to be the the yeah. the, 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 the the same with with Cali Thistle. Was they get a wee sticky start? They, they they tend to come flying at the traps, and you guys did that. And I mean, there were some incredible results uh, throughout the season in there. Uh, you mentioned him there, Terry Butcher. Um, obviously, he you know for any player he was a lure at the time uh, a big selling point for the club was, was Terry yeah, Butcher to get players in uh, what was yeah. uh, working well your, your initial impressions of, of Terry Butcher I suppose when you when he comes back from international duty and you get to work with him well I had never met him till the first time I met him was on a Sunday and we arrived we played Park Thistle on a Sunday but I I was quite lucky in the terms of 
uh, going back to earlier when he was he was I, I, I think the boy um, I think the boy Stevie Hamill is it Stevie Hamill that's right yeah played left right. back for Motherwell I think yep. he went to South End did he go to South End he, he yeah he went down south somewhere I think the South End rings a bell yeah yeah and I was well Motherwell were well when he was manager he was quite keen to take me to Motherwell mm-hmm. and uh, from that perspective I've kind of thought about it and I thought well. I'm obviously going to get a chance to play under him. Yeah. Um, so I met him on the Sunday and um, had a conversation with him in a hotel. He just came, he had actually came from a hotel to the, um, when he was with Scotland Tower, where right. we Scotland were before the game. Saturday and you played on the Saturday. Saturday and we right. played on the Sunday. Yep. So I had a brief conversation with him. He says, oh, he was quite, he was very nice actually. He just says, oh, eventually you're going to get to play under me. Eh? He says, oh, you, after you're knocking me back at Motherwell. <laughs> he obviously, um, but you like to see. I mean, that's a, a bonus, isn't it? If you get a player, a manager, sorry, that that has already looked at you and wanted to sign you. I mean, that's a as a bonus. Now you go into the team, and obviously, the well, the team has probably dramatically changed uh, mm-hmm. since you were she were last at Calais. So, but there's still a few uh, familiar yeah. faces. Well, folk, more than a few familiar faces because you're, you know, your mates Ross Stokely, Grant Monroe, Russell Duncan, Roy McBain are there as well. And that was, I think, that was important that season because that season, I mean, obviously Johnny Hayes, Adam Rooney, Richie Foran, yeah, you know, they they kind of, I mean, they 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 definitely scored their a bag load of goals. But the the familiar faces, Ryan Essen had joined the season before mm-hmm. at the back and, and goals yeah. as well. But I think the familiar faces definitely helped. There was a nice a nice combination of, I mean, it's a nice if possible way the old guard if you like, and you know some new players coming in. Well, I was quite fortunate enough that I kind of I stayed in contact with all them guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of fortunate in that aspect. And to be honest with you, when I went, I think I went to training on the Thursday. Morris obviously took the training, and I went into the to the ground in the training. It, it's, you know, you when you go into an environment, you, you feel comfortable, you know. Um, and I went into the training on the Thursday, obviously before the game on the Sunday, and it felt totally comfortable. Eh? Mm-hmm. Just in speaking to everyone, etc., and even the obviously the guys that. Had, the new guys that had been there, um, everything just kind of, I, I settled in pretty quickly there, you know, that was probably, that was one of my best seasons in football in terms of performances and consistency, yeah? just, you know, for 34, pushing 35, for just one season, just absolutely fantastic. I was playing really, really well. Um, and again, playing, again, going back to what we spoke about earlier, and just a wee, we tinker with a four-four-two, and then switching to a formation where everybody was totally comfortable with. And then the goals were coming from well, Johnny Hayes, Richie Foran, Adam Rooney, and the wee pocket where Sanchez was playing. It suited everybody. And then myself getting forward, and I had a good understanding with Richie Foran. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, everything seemed to click. And like you say, I played with two, uh, two out of the back uh, with myself, Grant, and uh, and Ross. So I played with them. So I kind of knew how they worked. So, so it was, it was, it was. It, there was no confusion. It just kind of, I settled in straight away, straight away. And I mean, uh, that, that season, I mean, to to win the to win the to win the title as well. I mean, we all we all know that Dundee were spending a lot of big money as well, and the way that Charlie right. Thistle just transformed the whole thing and turned it round on its head. I mean, it, I mean, from a personal point of view, we've we've spoken about your. You know, you're well, obviously you run the second division a couple of years ago at Ross County, but you mentioned there obviously your age. But to to do that, 
you know, at your age as well, towards the end of your career, that, again, that must, you've said yourself it was the best season, but again, that achievement of winning the title must, you know, must rank highly too. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I didn't for, you know, for one minute, I can't remember Carly Thistle's position in the league, but I don't think it was, it wasn't pretty at the time, but certainly the players were there. But um, as I said to you earlier on, I thought this was, you know, could be could be my last season. Um, before, well, little did I know that Terry Butcher was wanting me to go and sign for another year. So I mean, 36 by the time I retired, <laughs> I stayed another year. He wanted, the, he wanted me in the dressing room. Um, but certainly that year was just uh, exceptional um, in terms of what we achieved. I don't know. How many games did we go unbeaten? Oh, now, wow. Uh, you've put me on the spot. 20-odd it, games. It must, yeah. I mean, it was all the way into the, well, the I think Celtic on the opening day of the then the following season was the first uh, defeat. But the away, the away run, uh, oh, the, oh, the just... away run was incredible too. I think the away run even went on a bit longer uh, because the club got a couple of good Tannadice uh, Easter Road at the very start of that season. Um, I mean, it was a it was an incredible, uh, incredible run. Now you mentioned there, obviously Terry Butcher. I always remember Terry. Uh, you know, you, I don't know if you'll like this or not, but he calls you Ron Seal. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. He called you Ron Seal because you. But I, uh, I think he was a big, obviously a big fan of yours. You know, Ron Seal. He, he, yeah, I was. Just, he had a few nicknames for me, to be honest with you, Ron Seal. Oh, just does what it says in the tin eye. He's uh, he was good for me, yeah, because uh-huh. he, he well he knew how I played and how I did things, and I was giving a hundred percent. That's what you always. It was very complimentary. Remember, you know, my, my last season when he said, "I would if I had one wish, I wish you were ten years younger." It's all right. <laughs> I found out, you know, about a compliment. I was thirty-five then, so he, was, he just said, "I wish you were ten years younger." <laughs> uh, I says, oh, "Unfortunately, you can't change. You can't put back time." No, uh, no, that would be a good thing. That would be, uh, I think, um, we'd, all, we'd all benefit for that. Now that, but he, unbelievable. He was great for me. So Terry, Terry Butcher is still in charge. That's 2011. Now is when you effectively you, your last spell at the club. Um, That's right. You you dropped down to back to the Highland League, uh, and you mm-hmm. joined Barora. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting because you obviously you played for Barora, but also you got involved in the in the coaching as well. And in terms of the you know the Broader Rangers story, if you like, over the last right. over the last ten years. I mean, the, the, the transformation in that club has been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, incredible. We we talked mm-hmm. about, well, we talked about Scottish Cup. You know, giant killings in terms of Cali Thistle beating Celtic. They beat Hearts. You know, earlier in the year as well. I mean, the, the story of, of Broader over the last couple of years has been something. You were there, obviously, at the very you know the very start of it, um, and those kind of triumphs in the league, uh, along with David Kirkwood as well. You know that right. that. Um, you know, being involved in that too, that must be a, a proud achievement for yourself. I think so. Uh, we were, well, we were very fortunate enough. Well, when I joined there, I, I obviously, well, my my full-time days were behind me. But um, I was looking, you know, obviously looking at the next step in my career. And, um, there was a, a local chairman up in uh, Ben Mackay. Mm-hmm. He's obviously still involved um, and they're doing fantastically well. It was the first season I was there. It was very difficult, but they kind of had a they had a plan in place where we could kind of get the players on board. Yeah, and um, you know, there's things that could be done there. But I was always off the mindset that uh, certainly when I started getting involved with the coaching over with Davy Kirkwood, I always felt with I knew that 
Grant was coming towards the end of his career yeah. in uh, Ross County, I think it was latterly, and uh, Ross Tokely was coming. And I always felt that certainly we could, well, being so friendly with them, we could get them in the Highland League and get them, certainly get them two in. I always said it to Kirky, get them two in at centre half. Yeah. And I was lucky, we were lucky enough to get Joe Mallon as well. And then very fortunate and just because no disrespect to the Highland League, it's a very competitive league, but mm-hmm. you put two two SPL defenders in at centre half and then, you know, you've got a strong back four with that round about it. Then you've got a, every success of doing well and uh, obviously managed to get Richard Hart in as well. And uh, boys that kind of, to a certain degree, how would you describe it, have got a winning mentality. Mm-hmm. Yep. That and that, 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 was very, that was very beneficial in terms of what we did there. Um, personally, for, for me, and uh, we just seem to sign, sign good guys. Yeah, you know, go back to guys that you know, even go back to Gavin Morrison. I knew him, a young boy at Cali Thistle. Yeah, probably could have played a lot more for Cali Thistle, but just he was just seemed to just miss that little spark, you know, to get consistency. And he had a few injuries, but we got him at Cali Thistle, and he was fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. just he. he but certainly we got Ross, you know, Ross totally or Grant Monroe's and then you're Richard Hart's and then you put anything round about that, then you hope boys kind of feed off it. And uh, we were beneficial. We went and won back-to-back Highland, Highland titles. And I think, again, going back to the two centre-halves, Grant and Ross, only conceded 13 goals one season or something like that. One lost one game in, I think, one game in two years. I mean, that that those those years were... And you mentioned a couple of the players that, in fact, you know, Gavin Morrison was up, was left them, you know, semi recently. You know, Joe Marlin still, right. you know, still keeping uh, what celebrated his 150th clean sheet for the club recently as well. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and, and there's one or two others that are, that are still in around it as well. But I mm-hmm. think the from the Highland League circles anyway, I think they're, and it's the same with any club when, you know, they see a wee bit of money being spent. The, often I think a couple of clubs get the heckles up and things like that. And then and I think that was probably true of Brora at that time too. I think there was a few yeah. on with, with, you know, uh, green eyes. But at the same time, you can spend as much money as you, as you want and, 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 and bring players in. But, you know, I think you have to go and win football matches and you have to go and, you, you still have to go and do, you know, it doesn't matter what you, you do off the park, you still have to go and, uh, turn up and win the games and I think that's probably credit to, to you guys because you still had to go and you know go to difficult places and, and come up against the likes of the locals Cove in the league at the time as well so uh-huh, that's it, was, right. it was a some, some achievement regardless of what happened off the park I think that was the key thing for me and to be honest with you when I first joined Broda I didn't see it as a long term thing mm-hmm. um, it personally for me it wasn't a long term thing I, I just I kind of I was obviously working etc and I felt you know I'll stay fit for a couple of years and then I got involved but I didn't see myself being there for five six seven years it was more like a short-term project because you know you felt at the time that it could be done quite quickly mm-hmm. in terms of becoming there was players becoming available and it was just a case of trying to convince them and I was fortunate enough that, uh, again going back to what I said earlier I kind of knew these guys and uh, even knowing young uh, Joe Mullen at a, a young age in all fairness, Joe, Joe should actually have played at a higher level and done a lot better to a certain degree. And what he, without being disrespectful to the Highland League, he could have played at a, high, a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we, just very fortunate that in a short space of time, and it all happened so quickly, 
the first season that I was there, we kind of it was getting thumped. But then the second season we progressed, and then the, I don't know whether it was the third season I was there. We won the league, and then we won the league the following year, and then every, like you say, football happens in cycles. I think you know, um, especially like you just you just said earlier when clubs see you spending money, etc. And uh, but it, it's, it's a cracking wee club, and it, you know, for years gone by, it's it's good to see. Uh, Broda doing so well because there's a lot of a lot of hard work goes on up there with the local community for such a small village, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's uh, it's absolutely fantastic, and they're still they're still uh, been very competitive and did very well against Hearts. But uh, I just think you sometimes get you're looking at the Highland League at the minute and you're looking at Rothes thinking is the same thing going to be you know to a certain degree going to happen there, but they seem yeah. to be quite they're quite very they're very careful in terms of how they how they sign players. Mm-hmm. But in all fairness, there's not many um, players coming out of the Highland League where you can approach. Now we were, as I said to you earlier, we were very fortunate with Ross and um, Richard and yeah. uh, obviously Grant. That um, you got them boys, and then you, you not you were a good percentage of the way there. It was just a case of, case of getting things round about it. Young Zander Sutherland, fortunate enough to get him in and got him in, and uh, Colin Williamson from Clark. Um, Good, good. It was good, very good. And Kirky, Kirky did well too. Um, it was good to learn off him. He's a cracking coach. Um, I don't know if he's still involved at Ross County, but really, really good coach. Um, and not sure how he's getting on. You hear how he's getting on? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Actually, just when you we we brought him up there, I thought oh, I haven't heard Kirky. Um, uh, mentioned or seen in a while, but I, I tell you what I did see recently was your uh, the the announcement of your well yourself and a few others you know the, a bit of a, a shake up in terms of the Cali Thistle uh, mm-hmm. youth set up and in terms of the coaching mm-hmm. set up you're you're back uh, involved right. uh, with the club so back at, yeah. at Cali Thistle and uh, the, the, the partnership with us locally continues. That's right. Good friends, as I said to you earlier, on still stay in contact with all these guys and um, I spoke to Charlie and. Uh, I can help out when I can. It's obviously it's not all the time, but it's it's the, the time that I do have. I'm, uh, I'll sacrifice it and try and help young kids come through. Because as, as I said to you earlier, it's important for you know that kids get a chance, especially if they're good enough. And you know, looking at that age group under 16, as conversations I've had with Rossers, there's two or three that have got a chance, and um, fingers crossed we can help them progress and you know get an opportunity to hopefully at some point or another reach a first team. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, especially in the last couple of years, the, the Cali Thistle youth setup has Definitely. been well. It's been, I mean, it's been um, a conveyor belt of talent, which is which is brilliant to see, and it's great to see the club, you know, um, you know, doing so well. In that oh, area. definitely. Um, Stuart, oh, it's, it's... Um, it's been brilliant chatting to you. I've just, I've just been trying to count in my head. We've talked about what third division title wins, second division title win, first division title wins, Highland yeah. League title wins, Challenge Cups, some uh, career. I've been, I've been very fortunate, Ian. Very fortunate. I've won a few medals. Um, I think it's two firsts, a second, two thirds, high in league challenge caps. I've been very fortunate. Um, but, but like you say, I mean, it goes back to it's all about your team teammates at the end of the day. And I was very fortunate from 18, 19, 20 that I was fortunate enough to play under very good managers, very good teams, and very fortunate enough to be, you know, quite a successful career. And, uh, it's all over now, but like you said, just said there, it's now it's all memories and memories you'll cherish. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And it's good to look back and I appreciate your time 
uh, no on this, uh, this Friday evening. Um, no probably problem. Time for, probably time for a beer, eh? I think so. Yeah. We're going to try one. <laughs> Stuart, all the best, mate. <laughs> Thanks so care. much. Thanks, Paul. Take care. That's it for this episode of Highland Football Weekly. Don't forget the HFL show out Thursday morning, speaking to the key characters from one of the best leagues in the world, the Highland League. That's out Thursday morning. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode of Highland Football Weekly next Monday. Thank you.